Welcome to Finding Emo, our podcast where we discuss our favorite albums from the early aughts and thereabouts. I'm Blake Fisher. I'm joined by Chris Monier and Kyle Simmons. That's Today, uh, we're talking about... Uh, oh, Dr. Chris. Yeah, sorry. You have one of those honorary doctorates that then people... In my mind, yes. make them Make them call them doctor. He's the same kind of doctor as Dr. Pepper. What kind of, yeah, what kind of move is that, by the way, when that happens? It's like, oh, we give you an honorary doctor because you're a celebrity or something like that. And then that person's like, yeah, you can call me doctor, you know, Kevin Durant now or whatever. You know, it's like so pretentious. You didn't earn that. God, ridiculous. But, but you can't anyway, call me famous. that. You earned it by being famous. Famous people are the worst. Okay, anyway, today we're talking about... Today we're talking about 2009's album from, um, what the heck is the name of this band? A Day to Remember. Uh, the album is called Homesick. I'm just like, I've lost all brain cells. It's only Tuesday. Um, anyway, Kyle learned about this album and is going to tell us about it. Kyle, take it away. Guys, I am just going to highlight some stuff real quick because obviously for our friends listening at home, they know A Day to Remember is a gigantic band um if you don't know who they are you you've you've been sleeping uh you've been in a coma Mm -hmm. perhaps um okay so this is technically the third release i i I, you know i'm a big fan of this band but it's not there was a time a point in time 2009 is definitely it where i stopped like following the history of all of my favorite bands and like learning everyone's name so (laughs) Maybe I'm yeah, wrong. I think you're absolutely right. It <laughs> was gonna, like I stopped caring. The songs. Yeah. yeah like, like, oh, this cool. is good. I like. I don't know what this. you yeah. look like. Probably. I don't yeah, know exactly. You could be Unless very your handsome. Picture is on the album art that I see on my iPod or my iPhone. Right. Then yeah, which it almost never is. It, I mean, for this right. genre. It really is crazy. You're pre 2009. You couldn't walk in a room with me without me noticing you, being able to tell you all your band bandmates' names, and. If I if I ran into these guys in a coffee shop, I would have no freaking clue who they were. And, no, I, I mean that's not a. I mean, maybe great. You did. May, yeah, that's true. Good for them, but I bet there's plenty of kids who who would know who they were because they're gigantically oh, famous. Um, so technically, third record. I was gonna say like, may, if as far as I'm concerned, I think I think it's like their second big release. Uh, signed to Victory. Uh, you know, that old chestnut, it ended well. Um, that's, that's another episode, but, um, Chad Gilbert of newfound glory fame produced this record. I've heard of him. Yeah. Mm, And and actually, uh, I didn't know he did that. Yeah. Am I just that out of the loop? So he's obviously been doing it for a while. That was 2009. I know he's he's done a few things. Um, and some like, you know, I don't know that he's done gigantic thing. I think this is the biggest thing he's done, but he's def- he's definitely worked with people with credibility. Like I know that he's done. Um, oh gosh, gosh, now I'm gonna freaking forget. Well, the band that he was in, that he was in, and I always say it wrong. Shy Hulid, Shy Hulid. Uh, it was a hardcore sure. band. Um, so he rejoined them a few years back, sang on the record and produced it, and then he produced. I want to say something freaking crazy, like. You know what? We'll we'll come back right to here. It. Okay, okay. I was gonna say, what's the heart? It's like a hardcore band. It's like it's not hate oh, breed. He did, it's he did H two O. H two O. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Toby's band. Um, he did uh, Lisa Loeb's album, Set Your Goals. What? Set Your Goals. Yeah. Excellent. There's yeah. another hardcore band that I thought he did, and I just can't. It's Lisa Loeb. It was her it, hardcore. That's the yeah, one I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> it's her follow-up. Well. Why don't you stay? There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's tangent number one, so uh, side yep. tangent number Here one. Here we go. Uh, we, should, we should count them. <laughs> so um, this was originally supposed to come it's out. One. One, one <laughs> side tangent. Um, this... This was that sounds like the showcase bell on uh freaking Price is Right. It kind of works for I think I've used it for correct know, on this I, podcast am so I far. Sick in the I'm 90s? not using it for <laughs> like, Am I eating strudel pops <laughs> watching Bob Parker? Chicken frozen chicken patties yeah. from Sam's mm. Wholesale Club, yeah. Um anyway. So this was originally supposed to come out middle of February 2009 and it doesn't say why I it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if it was uh leaked but they pushed it up two weeks and it came out February 3rd, 2009. Sounds like a leak. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds, yeah. It's got the, got all the writings, right? It, that sounds yeah. like a leak. The um, first two weeks sold 22,000 copies, not too shabby for a victory records band. But um, really, I think the most notable things about this one is I think. I think this is their first kind of big record. I don't think it was a big budget, but I think it was a bigger budget. You get Chad Gilbert on it, which is a big deal to anybody in the scene. And then mm-hmm. uh, I think most notably their original guitarist, Tom. And again, this is this is where I fail. I don't have everybody's name memorized. Um, oh, well, Tom. Sorry, Tom. Don't remember your last name. Uh <laughs> But original guitarist Tom, it, he he basically becomes just a recording musician at this af, with this record, and doesn't tour with them anymore. And then eventually, as expected, that fades out, and the and the new dude that joins comes in, and he's the official guitarist. So, um, really, other than the fact that uh, there there are like some numbers that I want to share with how big this record got. But I think that we could do that later on when we talk about like lasting impressions and and most important record. But uh, I mean, this was a pretty huge record, uh, and for Victory, it was it was gigantic. So, well, thank you for that background, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, you know, here's the you're right. That, I'm glad you brought up that thing about. In 2009, I'd stopped knowing what people looked like and all the individual band members' names and stuff like that. It literally has happened now where I've gone to a show and that's the first time I've seen <laughs> what anyone yeah. looks like. Oh, I've like not seen like. a video. I've apparently never seen a picture. Uh, and that's my initial... Uh, and I've normally... You have a picture in your head that's like completely wrong. I've never been right. The thing in my head has never matched what I end up seeing real... Uh, in real life. Okay, well, let's I, talk I wonder, about... Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, but side no, tangent please. number two. Um, yeah, we'll call it two new. Yeah. Wait, I, sorry, we got a... Two. There we are, number two. <laughs> right, <okay>. um, <laughs> I wonder, you know, I wonder if it's subconsciously tied to vanity. Like, all of these dudes are definitely more handsome than me at that point. And it's like, I don't care what you look like. I don't want to know. I don't need to see that. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know that it's that I cared more at an earlier point. I think it just became less of a thing that I was exposed to because it's not like I'm picking up alternative press 
as often as right. I did in 2005. Yeah, or whatever. That, that is a big factor. You're right. Like, so that's Wait, probably. You didn't sign up for digital copies? I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've switched to much more boring uh, news uh, organizations. That's where your Gosh, dollars. So they they look, start with AP and Maxim. I went back and, and now it's some of those like covers. They're bad. Yeah. Like, they're, they're not really great. Bad. They've I'm, not aged I'm well. I'm pretty sure Benji Madden just invested and bought Alternative Press. Like I think he was one of the buyers. Uh, a few people just rebought it, and they've like actually been hitting it hard as far as social media presence goes. You should give them a follow. It's it's very weird. I just in don't trust media owned by millionaires. I'm kidding. Come on, guys. dude. <laughs> he wrote Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. He's like you. He's one of us. He's, He's one, one of us. us. Okay, right. Yeah. I I um, too am married to a, a blonde that's slightly taller than me. It's basically we're basically the same people. You're the same, same thing. Yeah. Same dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, I'm gonna now. I gotta go pick up a, a copy of Alternative Press. I just yeah. have to know. Uh, is there? Are there still physical? Copies? I don't know that. There am are I like? I think I okay. actually think they're kind of like rebranding as like a. You know, well, it's like, oh, people like pop punk and emo music again. So let's. Do I follow this. them on Instagram. Yeah, me too. So I've, I do interact follow. with. The, it is a great follow. They actually have a lot of cool, uh, cool stuff. Anyway, um, good to know mm-hmm. uh, that <laughs> maybe that's why we didn't know what people looked like starting in like, about, about two thousand nine. It's because we stopped reading alternative press. We're sorry. Um, let's go to first impressions, Chris. Let's talk to you first. Uh, did you listen to this album back in 2009, or are you a more recent listener? I, I am a recent convert. This was my first time to give a hard listen to a, a day to remember album front to back. Now, I love this band. Um, I have been a huge fan ever since the, well, I think it's one of the greatest punk rock and roll videos ever made. Oh, uh, Chris. I could watch it over and 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 over again and never stop. Like, I love that music video and I love that song. So um, I'll have to admit, though, I've been more of like a singles guy, like listen to a few tracks from each album. Their most recent album I listened to front to back because I really liked it. Um, but this is my first time. Their older stuff was, was a little heavier than their new stuff. So um, this was my first real listen front to back. But uh, my first impression was I, I really dug it. I think it's a really cool blend of um, all their influences, and that's what I like about this band the most is how they um, kind of ride that line between you know completely mimicking the their influences and just kind of taking the best bits and pieces mm. um, and creating a unique sound, and it's definitely evident on this record. If you all don't believe that we don't plan these episodes, I did not know until just now that Chris and I both have listened to this album for the really basically the first time yeah. in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So Kyle might be carrying us on his back for a lot hey. of this, but maybe not. Maybe we have opinions. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I guess we'll go to you next, Kyle. What What were your first impressions? Because I assume you are further back. So I did. I listened to this in '09. It was the. It, 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 I remember it perfectly. It was the year uh, my first child was born. And I lived way the F out in the middle of the country. My, my wife wanted to like live outside of the city and I was like, fine, we'll do this. And Kyle took um, a stab at farming. Did, yeah. It was really cute. <laughs> well, you guys, you have no idea how super country I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, but to be fair, you have written some country songs for other people. That is so. true. true. That, that is you know, fact. and you've written their heck. They're quite good, that, hey, actually. We're gonna you. we're yeah. linking to that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. need to listen to Kyle's oh, cool. country songs, um, uh, we'll put it in there. 
you know what? I couldn't have written them without my experience of living in the country. Uh, I agree. That's see. That's what it was preparing I you for. I am country music. I am yeah. country music. Um, By the way, this got to be tangent number three. Yeah, tangent number oh, three. Okay. Uh, so uh, anyway, I was going to say I 2009, uh, really 2008 to like 2012. I'm living out there, and so I this that is a long stretch for me past the early 2000s where I would listen to complete albums front to back and someone tuned me onto these guys. And I like you, like both of you two, uh, was not into screamo at all. Um, and these guys actually did it for me somehow. It was the first band that I heard that it was like, you know what? Um, initially it was like, I can tolerate this screaming because this dude's voice is so good. And these melodies are so good when they're, when they're singing and then just with repetition, I fell in love with it. And, um, and yeah, I, I mean, I, I remember listening to this constantly. I could listen to the whole record basically on my drive and, and I did for like months. So first impression loved it. Um, I was still leery of the screams and honestly, right. like the truth is I prefer it when he's singing, right? Like almost always, but, um, I grew from like tolerating it to just enjoying the record front to back. So cool. Well, I'm, I'm in the same boat as Chris, as far as this is, it's, this is weird. I have never listened to this band. I mean, I'm sure I heard some clip and it probably included the screaming and I was just like, Nope, don't need that. (laughs) And honestly, yeah. That was the case for almost everything Victory released. I mean, yeah. honestly, they only yeah. had a couple bands on their entire roster that, like, I just kind of knew what the vein of that label was. And for the right. most part, it was stuff that was a little outside of what I liked. Um, and so I that probably combination of the label and I probably heard, like, one clip or, you know, and I was just like, nope, not for me. It's fine. But, I mean, I like this a, more than I thought I would. I mean, the screaming stuff is... Um, I still hate, but it's, it's better than some of the screaming stuff that was out around then. Um, and so, I mean, it still feels formulaic and stuff. Like I still don't love it. It's like, you can guess what's coming next, even though I'd never heard this album before. It's like, well, this is the screamy bridge that's coming up next. (laughs) Uh, you know, with the breakdown and halftime and, you know, so it's got some predictable stuff, but it, it surprised me for sure in in listening to it because i was like there's actually some great melodies there's some his vocals are great like i said i still don't like screaming but i enjoyed this more and this is my weirdest first impression again i love to speculate uh you know things i have no clue or inside knowledge to whatsoever they seem like i bet they're a good hang oh there's something about this record that makes me right it's got well you just like it's it's like they're not it feels like they're not taking themselves super seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but not in, in, not in a, it's not like in a, uh, parody way or anything. It's not like they're being, it's sticky or anything. Yeah. It's just like, it seems like they're like, Hey, we like lots of different stuff and we're just kind of throwing it all together and we're not yeah. taking it super seriously. And because I think you, you'd have to have that mentality to go kind of as hard as they do on some of this. And then as kind of poppy as they do on part of it, you'd have, you know, you're pissing off someone kind of either way. And so totally. to me, it kind of seems like they're just kind of going, yeah, this is what we wanted to do. 
So there's just something about that that makes it sound, and plus the opening of the record kind of oh makes me even gosh. go like, oh, they know this is it's, kind of fun. Yeah. So yeah, they seem like maybe they're a solid hang. I have no idea. They they could not be, but this it makes me kind of want to hang out with them, even though this is not in my genre or on my radar. But they're huge, Kyle. Like you said, huge. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. They've got more listeners than like. Most of the other bands we've talked about on this podcast, dude, like they, more they than were, Yellow Card and Saves the Day, and they play arenas, just slightly man. less than they, Jimmy World. Right, they play arenas, yeah. dude. They were they were primed. Truly, they were primed to be the biggest band in the world. And when they did the weird, awesome punk rock middle finger fu to Victory Records and released Common Courtesy on their own, I it there was like a pretty long stagnant period of time where. I'm sure that they had legal woes uh, and and because that was like they were primed to be the biggest band in the world in that window. I'm telling you, dude, like they're they're a gigantic band. And also, I want to comment. They're still pretty big as far as monthly, you know, just looking at monthly listeners on Spotify, which is just a pretty good indication, especially since Spotify was not even popular until after way after most of these bands that we talk about. Um, you know, we were talking about, you know, early 2010s that people start getting doing streaming stuff. And so well, that's that's a like five million monthly streamers is a dude, lot. I mean, uh, yeah, dude, if you look at their well, tour dates right now, like they're just yeah. wrapping up a national tour where the used opened for them. And yes. then yeah. they take a break in December and in February they kick off the world tour portion where they start off in Germany and play arenas all the way through Europe. And, I mean, and that's not, guys, we'll, little we'll bands talk, don't do that. <laughs> we'll talk streaming numbers as as we get to the end of this too, because yeah. they have some clout when it comes to that as well. Um, it's, oh God, yeah, it's God. just it's. But I mean, I was I'm <laughs> impressed that I've gone. You know, most bands that are this big, I would think I would be familiar with more of the songs. Cause I mean, like, there's, there's, there's a lot of bands I never listened to that. At least I know what their song was or something, but I couldn't have named their singles. I couldn't, um, it's just very strange. Like I, it's almost like I've just been hiding under a rock from this band. I know I've heard the name a million times, but obviously something made something in my brain in like the early 2000s said like, ah, no, that's not your band for you. Uh, and then I just never listened to them after Dude, that. So I, I'm going to make do you, that, I guess. I'm going to, I just thought about this. I'm going to make you a playlist of songs of theirs that I know you'll love from albums after this. And like, you will love the crap out of the playlist because some of the, like you see glimpses of it on this record. They write good pop songs. They do. And, um, and then the other thing I was going to say is you mentioned them being a good hang and Chris alluded to it. Chris and I, I believe have spoken about it on this podcast before, but he talked about the music video and this goes hand in hand with them being a good hang you don't make the music video to all I want and not be cool dudes. So just to give you an idea, Blake, as they're blowing up and getting their first opportunity with MTV, they take their first chance at a music video that's going to be played. And all it is, is all of their favorite bands that influence them. You've talked about lip syncing their song. That's cool. Is in as each, as each new band comes up to lip sync, it says their band's name on the screen. That's like, cool. So everybody they took, watching can go check out their influences. That's very cool. I mean, it was very, it was it like, and that's the See, thing. Good hang. I didn't even know yeah, this. Yeah. That. It's, it's you not, told me that before. I didn't remember it was them. And that it solidifies my claim. It's, that they're it's a good not hang. even just good hang. I, it's really what, it's what struck me about this band when I first heard them. The first time I heard them, I'm like, you know what? Like there's something about these dudes and about this music. Like they love this scene. 
and yeah. I don't, and, and, and like that video was proof. Like they, they didn't just succeed. Everybody succeeded like when they were coming up and like, that is, that is, I'm sorry, young people, that is the scene of old and like that spirit of like, Hey, you know, we're going to bring our friends with us if we can. It, yeah. It, if we it can, got, yeah. man, it, 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 it hooked me. Uh, hook line and it was just like hip hop posses except without the money yeah <laughs> same idea yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> without any of the clout you're rolling up in a in a passenger van it's not a jet um you know all sorts of we're eating wendy's not popping crystal very similar though yeah. in, in the same vein. Uh, artwork's awesome too artwork yeah. grabbed me more than any album has in a long time yeah uh it's really cool and it looks more like something that someone would have made today honestly like the cover of this album looks like something that like it looks classic it i'm looks also really a cool. sucker for the the those uh that sully colorway you know oh yeah the, the purple yeah. and the and sully <laughs> colorway no it's a great color <laughs> It's a great, yeah, the purple and, and kind of light blue. Yeah, I'm what into it. What are you guys it. talking I'm, about? Solely from Monsters, Inc. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, artwork. Oh, okay. I was like, who's Solely? What purple are you and light blue. Oh, yeah, I was like, how talking about this guy? Know that reference? Like, I get it. I, I knew exactly. I like Oklahoma I, thing. I'm <laughs> just kidding, guys. <laughs> That's a Pixar thing, buddy. Yeah, no, come no, on, I man. Get it. No, no, I get it. Get too. with yeah. the program. Uh, yeah, well, let's go to track by track. Then uh, let's start with track one. Obviously, that's the place we always start on these records. Uh, the downfall of us all. I think we have to go to you first, Kyle, just because you're more familiar with the record. I feel like it's the right place to go. So, Kyle, tell us your thoughts on track one. Man, I could not freaking love this more. Is there anything more fun than starting starting off a metal song? Or is there anything more disarming than starting off a metal song with mouth guitar? Like, freaking awesome. Uh, I mean, I'm... I w- I was sold on the song in the first 10 seconds, the first time I heard it. And, and then they freaking rock you with an excellent chorus. It's, I mean, the other thing about this whole record is you, you get the sense that like, obviously they love what they're doing. They, they love what they're playing, but like they are, this record's theme is kind of like going from, you know, nobodies to somebody's and, um, and, so we get to enjoy that narrative throughout. I love the don't forget yourself. We made up our mind when we signed three, four, five on that dotted line. It's like, and it's so, it's also kind of sad that it was victory records and then <laughs> they had a nasty breakup, but uh, you know, they're doing okay. Yeah. Uh, I love oh, the song. Yeah. Uh, I mean, freaking it, mouth guitar. That's all I got to say. And then those, those <laughs> harmonies on that bridge, those guitar harmonies on the slides. Freaking Speaking awesome. of mouth guitar. Yeah, there's some mouth guitar for you. 
There's a little mallet guitar for you. Chris, uh, where are you at on track one? Uh, dude, uh, the Kyle mentioned a line, and I was sure that we were going to say the same one, but the uh, I sold my soul to the open road. Uh-huh. You'll find me in the same spot. Like, dude, uh, that, that one got me. I was like, oh, man. they. Uh, it's cool to see them be so genuinely happy for where they're at, but it's not arrogance. It's just like, dude, we're stoked. Like, oh, yeah. just happy to be here. Um, and it comes across a lot in the song, plus the stuff that you mentioned. Mouth guitar. Yeah, I'm into it. It's a cool song, and I'm the mouth guitar is exactly that. It's disarming in a weird way, yeah. like the the way to open that, and it's like it it makes it feel like a little less serious. Yeah, I don't know. Just mm-hmm. it makes it feel fun. Um, I like it. It's a good song, and love that chord progression on those choruses. That's really cool. I like what's going. On. I mean, and it it immediately. I've got to give them credit because, like, immediately out of the gate, I was just like, "What's happening here?" Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you like the mouth guitar happens and then it comes more. in, yes. comes in hard with the same rhythm, but on the actual chunk guitars, yeah. and you're like, "Okay, that's pretty metalish." And then just like these really great melodies and stuff coming out uh, with these super heavy guitars and you know screaming in there as well, which we know I don't like, but. It it really was just I was kind of like I don't know what I was expecting I guess I just I must have I'm sure I heard like not this yeah when I heard this in 2009 would be my guess or whenever it was it was probably before 2009 but um, well dude Victory was pushing their record before this for those I think for those who have heart or something like that. yeah something like that uh, they were pushing it heavy uh back before then and so i'm i'd be willing to bet and that record is is really heavy like yeah this, and that's probably yeah. what i heard and i'm sh- you I know i think i gave we that were... one a chance and it was a little rough for yeah me, yeah just a little heavy for me totally. like, I and like, this I, is good but it's not my thing i think the thing to remember is that all we were surrounded by oh. these kind of bands and oh. most of them were terrible not yeah. most of them weren't very good either i mean these guys are obviously pretty good and talented yeah. uh, as musicians and singers and songwriters and stuff like that. There was a lot of that that wasn't. And we'd show up to shows and there'd be four or five bands and we'd be the only ones that weren't screaming. Yep. That was it. So I think I just got super, I was probably harsher. I was, I didn't give stuff a chance because of it. And I'm like, dang, this was, this is good. I kind of wish I would have, uh, cause this song's pretty great. I'm, I'm into it. All right, let's go to track two, uh, my life for hire. Chris Monier, tell us your opinions on track two, My Life for Hire. We got some more some more chug-a-lugging, some palm muting <laughs> with the double kick drum, and some more growling. Um, definitely. Got to growl. You have to growl. Got to growl. A lot of, yeah, they, they, they lean hard into that into that um, on this whole album and in this song. But then, this amazingly great, catchy hor- chorus, um, you know, with a freaking awesome hook uh, swear i'll be the one i mean they can write some hooks man um, yeah they're good so, at it 
yeah, this song was stuck in my head actually all week. I kept singing. I'm like, what song is that? I'm singing. What oh, song is that? that? They didn't remember. Yeah. So it's a good sign. Good, good track too. Good track too. Yeah, I like it too. I mean, it's a it's a good sound. I mean, it's basically good melody. It's ro- it's very rock and roll. I'll deal with the low screams much more than I'll deal with the high screams. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> if I gotta pick one, give me the growl. Don't give me the thing. The thing about screaming, I think basically none of the Velociraptor. Two- <laughs> yeah, the like pterodactyl sounding <laughs> screeching. I've never heard a pterodactyl. I just assume they're really annoying sounding. Um, I I I'm there's only maybe. It, two people that I like their screaming and it's Dave Grohl mm. and Steven Tyler. And that might yeah. be it. There, yeah. there might be some more that I'm not giving uh, credence to and I should, but those are kind of the two guys for me. So Lowe's a little better uh, for me. So I, I don't hate it, but that's still the thing that makes me go dang. Uh, but I do like it. It's got all the other great stuff. Kyle. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you guys. I'm Chris said great track too. I agree. I'm still in it. I'm still interested in what's going on. I love the pre-chorus, the line they told me how I should be, but I broke the mold somehow. That's pretty cool. Um, and, 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 and also, you know, I don't know that he's talking about it, but like we're, we're still talking about this, uh, juxtaposition of like these, this growly metal and this polished pop punk. Um, so, I mean, I, I dig it. Also, the the kind of like the guitar lines in between verses actually makes me feel like it reminds me of their big single on the next record, All I Want. So, like, I wrote down All I Want beta on this uh, or 1.0. Um, right. That's cool. I get it. Yeah, I, hear I mean, that. like, it's 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 kind of there. Um, but yeah, great, great track, too. Uh, and and I'm ready for the next one. Uh, he also says my life for hire was one of the first songs I started to write. This is Jeremy. I started writing for homesick, but I got stuck halfway through the process and ended up finishing it right before we went into the studio. That's interesting for me to hear because that means it's like the first iteration of an idea that becomes the rest of an album. It's also the last thing you finish writing. So it really is kind of a bookend. Yeah. Uh, as far as one song, I would say it, I'm going to guess they would say it represents the album fairly well because yeah. You know, just kind of started at the beginning of the writing process, wrapped it up at the end. Um, and I, I think it is a good representation of, of the album. So uh, kudos to that. Okay, now let's go to track three. I'm made of wax, Larry. What are you made of? Yeah, coming in hot on the bridge. Like I said, oh, it's great. almost like it's almost like I could I knew it was happening before it happened. Like even the yeah. first time I listened to this, I was like, I know what's happening here. I can promise you it's gonna be a halftime breakdown, low screaming that I have no idea what they're saying unless I look up the lyrics on the internet. But I know other people love about five million people listen to this a month on yeah. uh, Spotify. So they're like I'm not gonna call them wrong. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, no. a lot of people do like it. Who am I to say? Uh, this is one of those things where 
I go, uh, my opinion is, I guess, wrong. Chris, what are your thoughts on the track? You're a podcaster, Blake. You literally get paid to say. Yeah. You decide. You're professional. Millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Millions. Uh, you sway all, okay. the people. Night at, Night at the Museum reference, right? The title? Yes. Robin Correct. Williams. I had to look line. at it. Robin Williams. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. R.I.P. Sure which I I, right. which oh, I've never watched yeah. that movie, by the way. What? What? Yeah. I know. Dude, watch it with the kiddos, man. Yeah, I'm I gonna should. Say, like, how could you? That's like low hanging fruit if you have but kids. But it's a it's weird, like decently funny. Yeah, but it's a weird gap between like it came out when like I was not a kid and yeah. did not have and kids, not and have so kids. when I'm revisiting movies, yeah, you got to back catalog it, dude. I'm back cataloging like to the 80s and 90s. I'm doing Indiana Jones and ET and Princess Bride and the stuff. stuff. That's what I'm loved. doing with my kids right now. Yeah, because like Night at the Museum is not on my radar. Although we have done. National Treasure, because that's a great one. Oh, yeah, it's a great one. By the way, this is tangent number four. Uh, anyway, go on, Chris. Night Museum, uh, yes, you're correct. It's a, it's a line from the movie. Yes. So, completely dig this song. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I, I mean, I, I don't want to steal from you guys, because you're going to talk about song too, but I mean, definitely some My Chemical Romance vibes in the verse, right? No? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Hear it? yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, I definitely hear that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And then the well, it's just it's that minor chord progression, yeah. Yeah, but it like it reminded me a lot of the of to the end. Like if you listen to it, it's it's pretty close. But like it, once again, like a borrow, not a steal. It's it's just a, a an homage. Um, and yeah, the I, I mean I love the breakdown with the crowd and the ahem. <laughs> so freaking cool. <laughs> this is like a, a, a this is like a textbook like running a clinic of a, a you know a day to remember song. It's perfectly well done i feel like this this tells the story of their that like they draw from this later in their career more they're like this this is what we do really well um and uh, yeah totally dig it good clip kyle that's yeah. all kyle kyle picked the clips for this one yeah yeah good, good i clip, i kyle. i debated on this one and uh and but i wanted that i wanted the beginning of that just freaking freak out breakdown i love the clearing of the throat i think that's so funny uh and then and then uh you know robin williams r.i.p um i i think that we will talk a lot about you know uh they they have this and and actually it received criticism initially uh for being formulaic because you do feel when the breakdown's coming you do feel when it's gonna when it's gonna change but i think that a day to remember is a good argument for when you do something really well who cares right like yeah it's formulaic but the but they do it well it's it and so um i'm not i i'm not i think that they get better at the at that as they go along in their career like their songwriting isn't so predictable but man this record is so much fun and so i don't give a crap that uh, yeah. that I feel it coming. So don't you think part of that is that the har- the hardcore breakdown is pretty. It's already very generic. Oh yeah, in the sense totally. that it's always one note. Yeah, yeah. the rhythm is basically the same. It's some chugga chugga. You know, it's like it's a you know it's a sixteenth followed by a whole. I mean, it's the you know it's just there's just only so much you can do with that rhythm, and anything you move outside of that, anything you move outside of that is like not. Um, it's not that anymore, you know? Yeah. And so it becomes unrecognizable. So it is kind of a weird thing. It's kind of like, 
I realize that if you're in the genre and like super into it, you're mad because you're like, it's yeah. totally different. It's than so blah, blah, different. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but like, if you're not really into that kind of music, it's not. It sounds like, you know, every when I hear mariachi music, it all sounds yeah. the same to me yeah, because yeah. I'm not like a mariachi music connoisseur. And so yeah. it, you know, it sounds similar. Like I, I can pick it out or tango or, you know, pick it, you know, pick the kind of music. Um, and this is kind of like that for me, except that I know enough about the genre that I knew it was coming. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. you're like, ah, here it is. Here it comes. But I still like, I see why people like it. It gets me excited. Yeah. Like yeah. I can see why if you were at, at this show live, you, it would be very fun. Um, Chris, have you, you've seen them? No, I, they, no, you haven't. Kyle, I, have you? Um, I saw him dude. Okay. This is a great, well, yeah, Kyle's I, mentioned I, many times how incredible. It, so it's good. Yes. Uh, they're, they're truly one of the best bands I've seen live. And I don't know why I don't, I'm like a little embarrassed to say that because truly, um, their fan base is, is pretty freaking hot topic. And, and like, it, I was, I'm embarrassed to, I, it's not that I'm embarrassed to the band, but like, I don't know what it is, but dude, they sounded so, they were, they are one of the best sounding live bands I've ever heard. And, um, so they're like this tight. Oh, they're tighter than this. Like dude. this, this record is, is early on. Like I'm telling you, I was, I was like trying to figure out how many tracks like i thought he was lip syncing possibly and then i I did a deep dive on reddit and everybody's just like you know what a day to remember has aged like a fine freaking wine and i'm like yeah they really have so when's the first time you saw them live like year uh probably 2012 okay so it's not like and so they were consistently, they've been consistently good. So we don't think, I mean, it could good. be tracks, and, but well, probably I would not. say musically that they've probably, uh, so musically they've evolved in a way that has a little more uh, electronic presence or even use for tracks. So like they have, you should absolutely check out, they have a track with Marshmallow, the, the okay. like DJ, and my kids okay. love that song. It's, it's great. Um, and so like, just kind of stuff like that on their new record. They got a song called degenerates and it's kind of the same. It's got this, it's got this electronic beat going. And, uh, so I think that the, what they play now probably lends itself to more tracks in like it's, yeah. it, it, but that doesn't take away from the fact that like their, their harmonies and their vocals are flawless, dude, him going back and forth from the scream to the sing flawless. And I, I am positive. He does some sort of inward, Scream. Yeah, you're not screaming like this all the no, time. No, no. Or you're blowing your vocals out. I, you know, you, with a lot of this stuff that's in the metalish hardcore, that anything in that branch of uh, kind of rock and roll was so Pro Tools chopped up in 2009 yeah. Yeah. that yeah. it really was impossible to know. Like, if you don't go see someone live, you don't know if they have the chops. Because it's not... It is not easy. It is very hard to play the drums that oh, freaking yeah. precisely at that speed in those 16th and 32nd notes and for the guitars to be locked in with it. Yep. That's not, that is normally something that's just like you go in Pro Tools or Logic and just chop the crap out of it because uh, it has to be that good. But that's impressive that they're doing that live too because they, they kill it live. I saw them at the we Diamond. We saw a lot of people that were not at, good. Yeah. I saw him at the Diamond Ballroom and at uh, the Zoo Amphitheater. Whoa, so. Zoo Diamond Amp's way better Ballroom. than Diamond. Yeah, yeah, but Diamond Ballroom's the worst place on earth. Venue. Yeah, 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 but but the it's it a, is. You know, 
I just I, hate Kyle, that place. You so hit on something though. The reason I think I didn't go to the show, I think you kind of hit on it. Like I was kind of worried I would be like, not the cool old guy in the back, but like the like, why is he here guy at the show? I'm a little nervous about it. You know? I get that. So, I had my arms crossed on the back row. Well, I and I didn't have anybody to go with either because you know I was like, if I go alone to this show. Oh man, I don't know. Yeah, because there are shows I feel right at home at, and this would be one that I would not. <laughs> and I would also feel totally out of place if I went to like. Oh, I mean, honestly, we even went to. I think I've said this before. We went. We saw Paramore in Chicago because we were there for like a work trip, and like you know, we all went. It was basically you know three of us and our wives, and so we were like the oldest people there. I mean, everyone else there that was our age was there with their daughter. <laughs> it felt oh. like and. And I didn't feel out of place because I love that band, but it was a little bit like, man, like everyone here is younger than me. Um, but you know, I I feel like you always feel like a little bit of an imposter if you're if you're in that crowd, and obviously not if you look like Kyle <laughs> with his <laughs> flat flat brim hat and uh, and and Vans and whatnot. Yep. Uh, yeah, you're probably probably sticking out a little bit. My my version of, of, of cool is is way outdated, and it's definitely not. Uh, I'm I got I got no goth in me. Yeah, but I mean so is theirs technically. It's yeah. it's all outdated, but it's all coming back. So yep. we're fine. We're just going to ride it out until it's cool again. Okay, track 4 uh New Jersey Legion Ice Tea. See, I, I can tell that's chopped up. Like that's just, yeah. that's like uh, cautioner style. Jimmy Oral is just faster. It's like taking one note and going. Da, 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 da. I mean, it's like too perfect, <laughs> yeah. which is fine. Yeah. That's fun that you can do that with digital stuff. Um, anyway, Kyle, uh, where are you at on, on track four? Man, I'm still having a great time with this record. I, I just there's something about the way they do those breakdowns and their mixture of pop punk one of the things I always enjoyed about pop punk is, is that bounce, right? When, when people bring it in and like the way that they mix it with the hardcore breakdowns, it's, it still feels fun. Like it doesn't feel like I don't, I feel like if I, if I'm at their show, which stupid, this sounds stupid to say after I've told you I've been twice and I've stood in the back, but if I was younger and I was at this show, I wouldn't be like freaking out. You know, I wouldn't be punch dancing in the pit. I would be jumping up and down. Right. And, uh, and this song makes me want to jump up and down. So, but they're not from New Jersey, right? No, they're from Florida. And I always forget the pronunciation. It's O-C-A-L-A Ocala. Yeah. Um, Ocala, I think. Yeah. Which there's there's a pretty I think there's a pretty sizable music scene around there too. Florida's a big weird state. Yeah, you know, Uh, and there's quite a few bands from Florida, which makes sense. There's a ton of people that live there, but um, just didn't know what I I guess you had to even you had to reference New Jersey, even if you weren't from there. If you're a band in the 2000s, you had we we had a song about we had a song with New Jersey in the title too, Chris. I mean, yep. So it it happened to all of us. Apparently, we had to. 
that was our California. We had to write about it. If you were in the, <laughs> right. if you were in the emo punk rock scene, you had to uh, write about New Jersey. Um, everyone else was talking about California. Chris, what are your thoughts on track four? Track four is a very good track. Um, <laughs> I love the pre Chris's notes are uh, thorough. Re- yes. No, no. Uh, I was trying to figure out how to pronounce uh, the city in Florida. I got a little distracted. It's that's okay. Alcala. Al- Al- Ocala. Ocala? Okay, I yeah. blew that. Oh, man. Ocala. 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 Okay. Wait, yeah. is that Ocala. what I said? I can't remember what I said now. Uh, I think no, I, I said Ocala and you said Ocala. Yeah. Ocala. All right. Um, yes. No, I, I, it, it's hard to follow up. I'm made of wax, Larry. What are you made of? Because that's a freaking outstanding track. Um, but I have to say, uh, I, I really honed in on the lyrics on this album. Uh, Cause I, you know, I started catching glimpses of what he said and I, I thought it was really endearing. And, you know, the pre-chorus here um, where he talks about, uh, you know, give up your tact is outstanding and the chord progression of the pre-chorus. Absolutely love it. And then, so here's to another better year, just the hope and the spirit of it. I, yeah. I don't know. It, it's very, very uh, for, for how dark their music sounds, the lyrics are very uplifting. So I like this tune a lot. Yeah. I'm uh I'm just, I'm okay on this track. I don't love it. It doesn't yeah. offend me terribly either, but I'm fine with it. It's not uh it's uh it's okay. It's fine. You know, this, this is not gonna be one where I'm gonna rave about every single song. But there are there are more songs on it that I that I like than I thought I did. Okay, uh let's go to track five, Mr. Highway's thinking about the end. Kyle picked the only part of the song that wasn't screaming. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> so to be fair, less formulaic on this one, because they bookend all the yeah. screaming for the rest of the song and then have this kind of like pop uh, bridge, break up, break down. I don't know what we call it. Uh, Kyle, where are you at on track five? So, okay, real quick, shout out. To, this is another movie reference. This is a good son line. Mr. I don't even know this Mr. Movie. Highway is thinking about the end. It's the it's the freaking doll that Macaulay Culkin's throwing off the bridge. That old movie with Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood when they're kids and Macaulay Culkin's like Oh, just, where she's holding them oh, both uh, at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that He's movie's like so a, messed up. It Wait, is a I don't think I've movie. ever even heard of this movie. Oh, What's it called? It's oh. messed up. Dude, he like uh, well, I, hurts the dog. We, I was so into Macaulay Culkin as a kid that we went to see every movie, but this one got. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I don't think I'll ever Very be dark. the same. So Macaulay Culkin <laughs> is basically uh, Damien from uh, what? What is? What, oh no! Omen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. no! He's he's but like he's, a stepson, right? Or a half? Yeah, he's yeah he's yeah. a real bad kid, and Elijah Wood uh, it comes along and uh, and. Macaulay just torments him and is just a real bad kid. What year did this come out? I've like, this doesn't even sound remotely familiar. Like, it, this is like one of those things where it's your parents like probably protected you from it. They probably, yeah, yeah but you yeah, 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 parents are like, oh, you cannot see that. No, <laughs> no, Chris we won't. Well, like, let's go. <laughs> 
McCulloch. Well, that's why Culkin. I'm wondering what year it was. <laughs> another, if it's like 92, I'm like. Another comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is going to warm our hearts. <laughs> yeah, I love it. it I love when not. he's in funny movies. So, so, uh, so, yeah, it's a freaking good son reference. Um, and I'm sure that the people that love this song are going to be so pissed at me because what follows that breakdown right there, his scream of disrespect your surroundings is like, it, I don't know. Is, is there a better mosh pit call to arms than that? Like <laughs> it's just, he, it, people freaking go nuts when he screams that. Um, that's, that's like a very popular, uh, very popular, a day to remember song. So, um, I like this one and you're right, Blake, I cheated. I chose, and I kind of did it for you, but also I did it for all of us because I like the melody um, that he sings on this one. And I like that breakdown and I like where it goes more than I like uh, the beginning in the verse. So um, I still like it. I'm still into it. I do think if if this record has a lull, it's the this song and the one before. And I still fully I still thoroughly enjoy the those two songs. But we're about to go places, in my opinion. So. Yeah, by the way. Uh, by the way, I figured out it came out in 93 and it was rated R. There's no yeah. way I saw this movie. Yeah. yeah. I was, um, <laughs> I did not even see a trailer for this movie. I've never heard of this. This could be like a fake movie poster. I would have no idea. Uh, anyway, how, how did uh, me and Kyle get. I, I well, know. you're we a little, you're one year older than me. That Maybe, makes I think it was the a actor. little difference. Like we were able to pivot. It's yeah. the guy from Home Alone. Like how yeah. Could yeah. He He's even him? dressed like he was in Home Alone. I mean, it yeah. looks like a sequel. Uh, that's Wait, didn't he get funny. killed by bees in the last was, movie? I'm sure say. that was a one-off. This one's going to yeah, be hilarious. Yeah, spo- <laughs> spoilers. Uh, Macaulay gets what's coming. Good. <laughs> Again. Well now, well, now I'm not... This is probably this has got to be on one of the streaming services, right? It's a horrific. It's it's possibly the worst death you can imagine. His own mother chooses another child over him because he's evil, and she lets him go oh, <laughs> over no. a cliff. She has to what? choose, though. Like, she has not, to choose. She a, can only yeah, she literal, can only hold one. It's a literal cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, it is a true oh, cliffhanger. Oh my gosh! And she's I like, you to- know what? Kyle, my, you have to come over. We have to watch this movie together now. We have to. Like, my son is evil, and he must die. And I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll be in town next week, guys. It sounds like a what? date. Oh, we should probably some... do this. Yeah, we should probably <laughs> yeah, make this happen. Get the kiddos to bed. Let's watch this movie together. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. I'm not counting this as a tangent because the title nope, of the song not. was about yep, the movie. We are still correct. on the track. On topic. Uh, Chris, do you have any thoughts on, on track five? We've talked a lot. It's crazy heavy. Like maybe. <laughs> like, Very like, oh, heavy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It feels like uh, you know when you're drinking like um, like baba tea, and like at the very bottom, it's like all those weird. You're like, oh, okay, okay, too much, too much. That's what <laughs> like I'm choking on. I don't know those things. Those things weird me out. Oh, I'm not I into love those boba. things. No, I'm not. You know what? You introduced me to it, Kyle, <laughs> and I still kind of don't. I kind of have a weird bad memory about it. I don't know why. I remember we were at that mall. We looked at sunglasses. Well, it was because that dude. So, okay, this is a tangent. This is a tangent. This is a tangent. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and count okay. that as number five. Put it on the board. So, so Show me tangent. Remember, uh, we, I take Blake to have enjoy Boba for the first time at a Boba Tea Factory, and it, which which is a, like a really nice kind of chain, I think, in uh, in Albuquerque. 
And the guy tells you, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, you're like, what's Boba? What is this? And he's like, oh, yeah, it means um, it's like tr- one of the translations is it's like nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Which piqued that, my I, interest, could obviously. You, could you have picked any other noun that could possibly I, there, be worse than that? Like, there's dude, nothing there even was poop. It's no... like kind of funny. <laughs> nipple? <laughs> There's no way I I saw I knew that that was coming. And the thing is, I've done much research. Like I've Googled it a hundred times since then because I'm like, no, that can't be. No, Google's been off. This isn't right. He's right. It's like there's like a weird. That actually makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, wasn't I didn't love it. It's okay. I get it. But I, I get do it, love my thing. That's fine. We're, I'm happy that it's for you. A lot of people love it. it I'm oh, again. My opinion is rarely a good thing to follow if you would like to be in like the popular crowd because like I'm normally I'm like oh that's terrible no one will like that and then it'll be whatever millions and millions of people will love it. Uh, I'm just I'm like oh wrong. I can slurp gummies through a straw while I drink this sugary drink. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that makes, that's again sounds like it would be right up. You've got the boba equals nipple thing. You've got yeah. Uh, lots of sugar and candy, basically in a drink. Also, this seems like all things that should be right up my alley. There's just something about the combination. I think I don't like the texture stuff in my drink. Yeah, yeah I think it's the texture. Chris is I, not wrong. the 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 ratio you can never you can't nail the ratio on it. You just can't. Like you yeah. can't get the perfect drink and amount of boba. Guys, we're watching The Good Son and drinking boba. Oh, we got to do week. it. And we're going to record a podcast uh, <laughs> while doing this all together. Okay, uh, let's go to track six. Have faith in me. Kyle, what are your thoughts on Have Faith in Me? Dude, I freaking love this song. I I love the lyrics. I love everything about it. Um, I I we didn't get it, but I love the bridge. Um I I really, really like this song. Uh again, I I get the sense that like it you know, we're they're a band that's on the verge of breaking out and they're just singing about things like it just it seems really genuine. What they're singing about feels really genuine. And so I really love the lyrics on this one. Uh, Not necessarily one particular line, but, you know, obviously the idea of have faith in me. I said I'd never let you go. And I never did. I said I'd never let you fall. And I always meant it. I mean, it's, it's good. Good stuff, man. Yeah, I think it's pretty plain to see what he's talking about. And it's, yeah. I like the sentiment. Yeah, it's a great song. I like it. Um, Love the snare, too. Yeah, it's got a good feel. It's got great melodies. Um, it's a really good song. Chris, where are you at on it? Yeah, uh, you know, went we went hard on the track before, and now we've got yes. this nice, chill, laid-back feeling tune with a nice 
drum roll and rhythm section. Um, I yeah, I really like the transition of the song, and it's a good song. You guys said it best. It was it's it's got it's it it, it I think it was the perfect place for the album to go after. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of, kind of. Uh, I keep wanting to say raunchy. That, that's not the right word. Getting rowdy. It's not raunchy. It's rowdy. 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 Yeah. <laughs> getting rowdy. I had an R and a Y. I just the middle part. Of it. <laughs> I'm so glad this album didn't get raunchy in the middle <laughs> Me of it. Too. Yeah, that yeah. would be different. <laughs> Also, it's all these movies about hanging out and being supportive of bands and you know sticking with your word and then all of a sudden it's just like I don't know talking about something it's, filthy it's business time it's business time oh that's a great one uh, okay yeah we all agree uh, unanimous great tune for track six let's go to track seven welcome to the family My real question, and this is like, I'm being completely serious here. Do Does anyone know what these people are screaming if they don't have the lyrics in front of them? No way. I'm being co- totally no serious. Like, no, no, does no, anyone no understand? Like, okay. Because I I have no idea. I, I can't make out a one word most of the time. Um, but no way. Without reading. Yeah. That, I'm just, I didn't know. Good. To, you all don't think I'm crazy then? No. I would love to know someone that loves like is like all in on the screaming genre. Maybe you, it's, it takes practice or something. But I have no idea what they're saying unless I'm. I've got the lyrics pulled up in front of me. That's the only reason I know what's going I mean, on. There's got to be some of that, but also, dude. So that may, I'm going to give you my take on this track because it kind of has kind of has please to do. do. With, so it kind of has to do with a little bit of that. I was going to say that uh, we talk a lot on this podcast about the way that people write and how we can tell when someone writes the lyrics before they write the melody. And I actually think Jeremy is a hard one to figure out because like this one, the verses, it sure feels like he's trying to fit some stuff in there, but the melody is so good. I feel like the melody and placement is good, but like, I don't feel like, you know, I don't believe that everything you wrote about me is gone forever. And I won't forget the days that we spent forever. It haunts me like that doesn't, roll off the tongue but he he makes it work and so uh kind of kind of dovetailing off of you saying people can how do people understand the screaming i would say one they don't without the lyrics and also um i think that i think that he says a whole freaking lot i i'm very curious what his songwriting process is because it feels a little bit like he may write words first but his melodies are so good i can't tell you know, it's a really interesting, you bringing that up made me kind of realize that it's also so interesting that we did Saves the Day on the last record, <laughs> who is all these like kind of happy poppy punk songs that have these like terribly macabre lyrics. Yeah. yeah. And then this is like super hard and like you read the lyrics and they all sound like they could be Taylor Swift songs. They're I mean, hopeful. literally, I mean, they're hopeful and they're like upbeat and they're, yeah. um, Sorry, not midnight Taylor Swift, like early Taylor Pre Swift. Pre midnight. Pre. Uh, right, and yeah. so, yeah. 11, and so, 11 o'clock, 10 30. It's weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a weird 
thing, especially that we did those episodes back to back of yeah. the, the what's funny is that like I find myself just bopping along to something like Saves the Day or Motion City Soundtrack because uh, like they're so poppy and melodic and fun. And then like you just read the lyrics, you're like, oh, this is so depressing. And this is the <laughs> exact opposite of yeah. it. I feel like I want to punch something, but uh, not yeah, because not of, a lot of the of lyrics. spleen references in this record that I. No heard. spleen records that I've. <laughs> or sp- spleen references. <laughs> Murder by spleen damage. Uh, yeah. yeah, not any of that going on. So that that is an interesting uh, point, Kyle. Okay, let's go to track eight. Did everyone get their two cents in on Welcome to the Family? I Chris, didn't get to say I don't that think I, I like asked you. Goes, you go. Move. I like when he goes, <laughs> move. <laughs> Yours is a little more Batman uh, than, <laughs> than it is hardcore. Uh, this this song does remind me of something, but I can't put my finger on what it is. I there's something about it that kept peaking. There's it, there's something about the melody somewhere, and I'm gonna figure it out at some point. Okay, I don't know what it is now though. I, I couldn't figure it out while listening to the record. Okay, let's go to track eight, uh, the title track, Homesick. Chris, thoughts on homesick? Forbidden beat. You'll love to see it. You'll love to hear it. And then the guitar scratches, man, some nostalgia right there. I mean, I, I guess it was made in 2009. So, but yo, when I think of forbidden beat and guitar scratches, I think like 96 to 2003. So I yeah. feel like, you know, they were definitely calling it back to their punk rock forefathers there, the godfathers. Um, yeah, this is a punk rock song done by a day to remember. That's what I like about it. Um, and back to the, yeah, the clip was the lyrics. slow part, but there was a lot yes. of really fast stuff that came before Man. the clip. If you ha- yeah, didn't listen yeah. to the whole song, you should listen to the whole track for sure. Cause Chris is yeah. right. It, I, that was all like half time. Uh, yeah. The part, but that's we just the best played. part but of yeah. the song. The, br- the, uh, bri- the, the bridge, the bridge is super simple. Like anybody, you could show someone how to play that bridge on a guitar in like 10 seconds, but they yeah. made that very uncomplicated, simple thing sound so freaking cool don't overcomplicate it kids sometimes it's all you need is just to just to play what you, what you feel that's what these guys do it's just like it's it's not insanely complicated that bridge but it's perfect and it's just i don't know i like it i'm into it yeah to your point there's a fill i think i can't remember where it was i think it's after maybe before the second chorus or something it is like really fast it's like 30 second no. notes or whatever in that. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I was like, okay, did they, that did they chop this up or can that dude really rock that, um, that fill? Cause it's crazy fast. Um, Kyle, where are you at on homesick? Uh, I love this one. And honestly, it was hard for me to pick a clip because right out of the gate, it does swing. It's just, he's just freaking fast punk rock. Uh, I also love, we've talked about it before. The, the, I find it so endearing that um, and relatable, and I just want to hang out with these dudes. Again, point in the good hang section for A Day to Remember, writing this song to his mom. Hey, mom, I wrote you some soft songs. Like, I think that is so endearing. Like, 
it, it's, it it's, is. It's, it, it's especially part, like yeah. my mom is totally in, like it's too rocky. Is my mom's right. famous? Yeah. Like <laughs> say totally. everything for her is too rocky. Uh, basically, if it's got an electric guitar in it, it's too rocky for her. So I I I love that he calls out his mom in this. Well, and, he, uh, he wrote her. He, he we wrote you some soft songs. Tell dad I'm just fine. And then uh, what is it? We had to choose. We made our moves. Why does this make me so nervous? And then that that bridge, I'm holding on to a fairy tale. We're moving forward, but we're not there yet. Like this is a band on the verge of being gigantic. And I love that like, you know, this is like a freaking time capsule, guys. Like this is yeah. what was in Jeremy McKinnon's heart and mind on the verge of being a humongous band. He wasn't one yet, but he was on the verge of it. And like it's it, it feels special to me. Um, I I. I think it's a I think it's a cool insight into that moment of in time for them. Yeah, I agree. I like it. It it makes me smile. Yeah. Um it's sweet. Uh, let's go to track 9, holding it down for the underground. I mean, that's just so different than what we just heard. <laughs> yeah. Like, those are, you could play those, like, you could play that last 10 seconds of that clip and the first 10 seconds of that clip. And I would, there's no way I would know it's from the same song. Cause they even slow down the tempo, yep. like, yep. to get yeah. from that kind of uh, faster melodic thing to get to that breakdown. They were like, we got to slow this thing down in like one bar and that fill between it. Uh, Kyle, where are you at on uh, holding it down for the underground? I like the uh, rhyming. Yeah, it, it, it's a good song. Blake, I wonder if you said that the, it reminded you of something a minute ago. And there are times on this record, I have it written down a few times on my notes. There are times that uh, Jeremy reminds me of, oh gosh, I'm going to forget his freaking name again. But uh, it, the lead singer of Acceptance. Oh, like, um. Jason. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Jason. Oh, I've just totally uh, forgotten. Th- there everyone's are times names. that like he has that same kind of unique quality to his voice. Not a lot of people sound like that dude. And like on this song when he's singing, I know like this is another one of those where the, the heavy parts are extremely heavy. Uh, but the part that we just heard there of him singing, he kind of reminds me of uh, Jason from Acceptance. Well, that wouldn't be shocking. What Acceptance like that? They've, they've mentioned that they were an influence on them. They oh, for sure. They, well, they did covered they? it. Okay. Yeah, they covered Take Cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did it really well, by the way. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, Acceptance. That was a, I was literally just arguing with Elise the other day because I, I can't remember what brought up Acceptance. I was, she was like, I, don't, I didn't like them. I was like, yes, you did. I was like, Everybody you absolutely had the CD. I know you did when we first started dating. And I was like, I put it on the car. And then she was like, Oh yeah, I, I think I had heard this, and then like every she knew every song, She's singing and she all was the like, words. "You're right, I, I knew I, I had this." It's like she'd totally forgotten about it, but like she knew the whole album, like every song came on. She was like, "Oh yeah, I definitely know this album." It was just so funny that like it had completely escaped her apparently. Um, yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a good tune. Um, I don't love the verses because they've got more of that screaming stuff, but that's a great chorus, and oh, yeah. uh, it's 
it's solid. I, I like that they, um, so is this, are these, are a lot of these lyrics, like, does this have a reference to something? Cause I mean, it doesn't say anything about that in the thing. So is this like another lyric, like a lyrical reference to like a movie quote or I something? Don't know. Or, okay. I don't, I don't either. I just, I, it feels like it could be. Um, yeah. I don't know. So, um, oh, and I did see a little clip. I guess it was about uh, two close family members who passed away. And he said, we were on the road and it wasn't possible for me to be at either of their funerals. It was the first time I had to, I had lost people that I was actually close to. And it was hard for me writing. This was kind of a healing process for me. Oh, yeah. Well, that's nice and sad. Yeah. But uh, again, lends more credibility to the good hang or yeah. Yeah. Solid dudes column. Uh, We haven't added anything to the other column, the douchebag column or whatever. Um, Nothing over there yet. Any other thoughts on track nine before we go on to track 10? Okay. We're going to, you already know what you are. That's a very cool transition. <laughs> like yeah. that's a cool transition to the breakdown. They do, I, that, they do that too damn well. Like they, they do it over and over. And every time I'm like, Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Like I smiled real big Me the first too. time I heard that. I was like, that was cool. Um, good job. Whoever's idea that was, um, I'm into it. Uh, Kyle, where are you at on, on this track? Uh, I mean, I'm smiling now. That was just, we're so all much, smiling. It was so yes. much fun. Yeah, it's great. Like I wrote down kind of like Nintendo noise, and then even that that freaking deep. It's got is that is that drop D that guitar? Oh, it's further than drop D. That might be drop C or something. I mean, it's like that is low. I mean, yeah, probably is. It's probably tuned a full step down, and it's drop. So it's drop C. That'd be my guess. I could figure it out if I wanted to grab my guitar behind me, but I'm not going to. Uh, I mean that that is that transition is so much fun, and then uh, yeah. the 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 other thing is like so he's about to start screaming. It's another very popular a day to remember pit song. Clenched fist held above me, you will never bring me to my knees, and like the kids they just knew go what they were crazy. doing. <laughs> they knew what they yeah. were doing with that line. Are you yeah. kidding me? But you can't you can't just do that. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like, it's if you're too on the nose, then it doesn't come across as endearing. I don't know how they pull it off, but it's not. Yeah, without it's, being pretentious. What am I trying to say? Like, you know what I no, mean? No, I get what you mean. Like, it's like it's, it's not, not pandering. Yeah, it's genuine, right? No, it's it it's is pandering. genuine. That's what I'm. It's right, not pandering. Not pandering like, yeah, right. It's not pandering because you could almost it could almost be if it was done just slightly different. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know that's gonna be fun to play live when oh. you write that the lyric combined with the breakdown. Yeah. You just know like this is going to you got to be itching to get out there and do that, right? I mean the Absolutely. the live the the energy you get from this crowd or the lack of energy you get from this crowd if you're if they're not feeling it was serious. And, you know what I mean? Like you knew if people were enjoying it or if they weren't and 
Because you, if you were this kind of band and you had all Kyles standing with their arms crossed in the crowd, <laughs> yeah. it'd be a real yeah. bummer. Like you've not done your job if they're not moving. And I, you know, so you've got to bring it. And they, the, I would this, imagine they do. Even within that bridge, like him screaming, the clenched fist held above me, you'll never bring me to my knees. That's that lead into the second time, the, I said, like yeah. a real hardcore, ba- like a, just a metal band would never do that. Right? right. But like, it just, it makes it fun. The whole, that part of the song is so much fun, man. They, they nailed it. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. I think they did. Um, they definitely did. I like the, um, the uh harmonies like oh, again yeah. we've got like lots of really cool like three-part harmony stuff going on on kind of this hardcore thing it's cool um i like it i, I dig it and which makes sense i mean like you chad gilbert being from newfound glory you're gonna have i think that sensibility for sure um and so i i, I like that it just as sort of an influence what kind of those like kind of perfectly you know, stacked harmonies. You just like, I wouldn't expect that on this record. If you had harmonies, I would expect them to be a little bit more like, like the one guy doing the harmony kind of thing, uh, or just, you know, stacking your own vocals or something, but it's like rich stacked harmonies. It's cool. Um, again, lends to my theory that they just were doing whatever they wanted to do. They weren't trying to fit into a specific, category or box or oh we can't do that because we're this kind of band or whatever right um and that's cool i like it uh it's kind of simultaneously like the least hard thing on victory and the hardest thing <laughs> yeah at the same time uh on some parts of this record which is interesting uh let's go to track 11 another song about the weekend Chris Bonnier, what are your thoughts on it? Dude, this song gives me goosebumps. I love this song so much. <laughs> um, first of all, I think it's an MXPX song in disguise. I totally like feel like he's singing just like Mike Carrera. Uh, yeah, um, and I love that because I know that he's one of their big influences. And I, once again, I love that he just like goes, I'm going to sing this song like Mike Carrera because I can because I'm Jeremy and I do what I want. And they pull it off so effortlessly. Um, this is all, my, all I have, my life, great stuff. Um, you know, and just, uh, you know, singing about having faith in me and, um, you know, it, it almost has like a quasi spiritual element to it. I'm not sure if that's what they're going for, but I, that's what I picked up on. Love this song. Good clip. Kyle thoughts. I f- freaking love this song. And yeah, it's a goosebump one for me, man. I can see that you're the first one in a long time that had some faith in me. Tell my friends, we won't be long. The Florida sun begs me to come back home and it feels like I'm ready for, anything again i feel like this this record and obviously it helps that they became a hugely successful band but it's still we have this special little time capsule in this record of him sharing his like almost insecurities and also optimism 
and yeah. it's endearing. Uh, this song rocks. It, it, this was a really hard one for me to pick uh, the clip because it comes out swinging. You're right. He's singing like Mike, that guitar part. Dun, 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 dun. Freaking fun. Uh, I love the ah, ah, oh, oh's in the background. Uh, and it, I mean, it's, it's a great song and, um, I would say that it would be the perfect song to end the record if it weren't for the way they end the record. (laughs) Right. It does feel like an end of the record song, but it works really well as the penultimate song in the case of this record, which obviously we'll get to the last song in a second. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it feels very optimistic is the right word for lyrically where he's at, which is again, weird for me as someone that just didn't pay attention to this band for so long, how surprised I was about that and how great a lot of the melodies are and kind of how you really can't fit this in the box that I assume I just put them in and then never (laughs) listen to them. Uh, and this is another song that's kind of in that vein of, um, not, what you probably expect even after having listened to the rest of this album, honestly, because this is, it feels different than a lot of the rest of the record, not completely out of left field or anything, but um, it does kind of feel like an anthemy end of the record song. Um, And it's almost kind of funny that it's, I mean, another song about the weekend. It's almost like, it sounds almost tongue in cheek. Like, Oh, I'm supposed to write this song about, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It feels there's nothing that gives me a bad feeling on this record. If that yeah. makes sense. Like everything makes me feel optimistic or something like that. Even like the, even though I don't like screaming and stuff, it's pretty fun. And I think, I think that's actually the thing that's making me be okay about it. Cause like it feels less sticky because when yeah. people are like, Oh, well we're a hard band. So we got to sing about hard things or whatever. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're putting yourself into too much of a box Um, Not just like musically, but saying like, oh, well, because we're this kind of band, we have to have these kind of lyrics or dress this way or whatever. Um, And I, I, again, had not seen a picture of them until just now on Spotify or something. So I don't know what they they dress like. I don't know. So I could be wrong about all those other things. It just feels like they're doing whatever they're comfortable with. And that makes it feel super genuine. And this is just another song that makes me go, yeah, they're kind of doing what they want to. And it's cool. Um, let's go to, I guess the last song, since you sort of foreshadowed it there, Kyle, (laughs) the last track, if it means a lot to you, Kyle, uh, drop some knowledge on us about this final track. Uh, okay. Well guys, it is an excellent freaking song. Um, and such here's the thing. It's so good. It doesn't matter that it stylistically doesn't fit the record until, you know, the very end of it. And even then just barely, um, yeah, 
it's it is a freaking great song so i don't i i had her name written down and i can't freaking find it but that Sierra you got K. it chris sierra k from versa emerge right is that right versa emerge mm, i think i think that's been with a few bands okay versa beats emerge. me versa yeah, emerge, versa emerge yeah. is the so band. yeah that's it. And and like what's crazy is this song is was gigantic and she they they put out like an EP and then I think Versa Emerge had like member problems and never really did hardly anything. I'm not sure if they put out a full length and if they did, they just put out one. But um freaking great song. Um dude, my I I sent a text to both of you saying, "Hey, let your kids hear it." Cuz like yeah. all three of my children are like, "Dad, can you put this one on my playlist?" They each have their <laughs> own so mix cool. yeah, that I they can that. play in the house and they're like, "Can you can you put this on my playlist?" And all of them have it. All of them love it. They belt it when it's on. I belt it when it's on. Um this th- actually you guys talk about the song and then we'll talk about how gigantic this song actually is. So yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you, Kyle, in the sense that it's not, it doesn't feel like the rest of the record, but it doesn't, it works by the end of it, and it mm-hmm. makes me feel like starting the record over again, which totally. is exactly what the last track should do. Yep. It, at wow. the beginning of it, it sounds like a bonus track. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, yes. it really sounds like the acoustic version of one of the other songs on the record. I don't know if I love how it starts off that acoustic-y. Like, there's a there's something that just takes me too far out of like we've not heard an acoustic guitar on the record yet, and then for it to just start off like that. But like, I do like the song. There's just something about the way it starts that sounds like every other punk or <laughs> band at the time that had the like pop, you know, punk goes acoustic uh, yeah. or something like that, and just you just strum it like you would strum an electric. It feels a little bit like that at the beginning, but like, yeah, it's a great song. And I love the, I love a gang vocal singing something simple like la la la. There's just something that works so well about it. And it's so stupid. Yeah. It's so (laughs) stupid. It really is. But like, I love it. And I'm never, I'm sure there are songs that I hate it in. uh, But generally it's pretty, pretty easy to get me to, want to hum along or whatever when it's gang vocals singing any sort of lyric that's not really a lyric la 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 whatever na 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 you know pick them hey jude i'm in you know what i mean uh yeah so i like it it's a great last track chris uh yeah you you hit the nail on the head uh, with with everything you said it's what's weird is like for me is when i really started getting into this band um, they're like with, uh, you know, all I want and common courtesy, mm. some of their later records, not their, yeah. probably this is probably their most famous record. And so of course, you know, I go to Spotify or Apple music and like, I want to hear their big songs and this is number one. And I was like, what is this? Like, it was like really confused me. <laughs> um, I was too. I, yeah. I was kind of shocked. Yeah. I, 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 same with Blake where like when I first heard, it, I was like, I wonder if this was like a bonus track that got big or something. <laughs> um, but cause it really doesn't seem to fit in the record like no. if you not for the first minute shuffle, and a half uh, yeah and this one or two up. even yeah it's like two uh, or three minutes before that comes in full band yeah but but it, it's an amazing song um i love the you know that they they got the female vocalist to do to do the vocals with them and it to me it shows you know kyle's absolutely right like this band was primed to break out just gigantic because you know this was just their first pass at writing pop songs and like 
you know, with catchy hooks right. and they freaking nailed it. Um, so yeah, it's a, it, it's a hell of a way to end an album, especially an album that's like so tough in the middle. <laughs> um, uh, bravo to them, uh, for their bravery. Cheers. Yeah. Kyle, talk about the numbers here. Cause okay. this is, I mean, insanity. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, they, they, so this song, at least two weeks ago, you guys may have a current one in front of you, but, uh, Two weeks ago, when we first started talking about this record, they had nearly 200 million streams on this song. Right, which is 50 million more than their next highest yeah. stream song, which is What's, a single, is The that? Downfall of Us All. Oh, right? yeah. So from this record, yep. I don't know what that means. I think just that like that's got to feel good when you've got a, rec- a song Ugh. on an album that does that well where you can see those numbers. Cause yeah. like that's the, the, my favorite part about streaming is that when they reveal those stats, I mean like you don't get maybe to choose my, what resonates with people, right? Right. You don't get to choose it. <laughs> so it's like, it's like we can talk about charts. We can talk about all this kind of stuff that still has some sort of filter between it. But like when you've got an album and there's a song, there's the last track on the record that has 50 million more streams than the next most popular song of yours across the board. Uh, you just know it resonates, and I, I always wonder if people knew that when they wrote the song or when they recorded it. Like, did right. they have any idea this would be? <laughs> well, that and song? surely it felt it risky, right? Yeah, surely it felt yeah. risky. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know if we should do this. I'm so nervous. I bet um, they even got yeah. crap for it. From oh, totally. People. Well, okay. So, and here's the thing that I'm confused about. So we're only talking about Spotify stream numbers, right? Yeah, so, yeah. That's just Spotify, just because that's, that's what I have. But does Apple platform. Music show that? No, uh, no but it but it's ratings, probably not how many. It's probably okay. close, right? So just a ridiculous amount of streams. And what's crazy is the album was it was a success for them, but it's only certified gold. And I'm like, how does how do you have those streams and only certified gold that doesn't make any sense to me well because streaming is different than sales and now they do count streaming but the number has to be way higher no but i mean it doesn't i don't think it has to be like a like this is the single i think that they no i mean like they'll certify a single right based and and i thought streams had something to do with that they do i can't remember what the formula is it's not like 200 million I that's, bet it's got to be more than that because that's well. And uh, to put it in perspective, I've got Blink One Eight Two's ten most popular songs, and this beats the Rock Show and Feeling This. Like <laughs> Rock Show comes in at a buck seventy one, so that's that's crazy. Blink One Eight Two numbers crazy. are like the peak of pop punk, and they got yeah. they've got one of Blink One Eight Two's their lead single off of like one of their biggest albums. They've got to beat. That's pretty incredible. Why is the song so popular, Kyle? I think it what just resonates it with everyone. Probably, I, I think. Right? Just everyone, I think. I like think a, it's the gang vocal. <laughs> I think it's. I. Th- uh, yeah, oh, it's, that's, it, it probably is. It You're is right. a mixtape must, dude. Yeah. It's. It's. It well, actually. It resonates with people because it's a mixtape must and a Sacred Heart. Song. I think you might be right, <laughs> Kyle. Into Wham, one, dude. I think that <laughs> it might be the only one we've done on the podcast that m- meets both those criteria. It, it does. It, the uh, criteria in our brains for the episode, Sacred Heart. Though, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, I can I can see it. I can see JD. Uh, yeah, and any part it. of it, even the weird intro could be on Scrubs, but the la la la's, I can picture John Dorian yeah. walking around learning a lesson to that, you know. Um but dude, let's see. Let's do some quick math. I'm going to do the old 
let's just let's just do song monies from Spotify, which you know they've negotiated a better rate than a you know than a regular person. But we're gonna do two hundred million. Okay, well I can I can I can give you some real math because RIAA says fifteen hundred songs or video streams will be equivalent to ten track sales. So, um, you basically have to divide. Well, I was just gonna say what yeah. kind of money they made off of that song. Oh yeah, yeah, they've made millions streaming it. You know, like that's insane for how small people get paid, right? Like they've made millions of dollars streaming that song. So good for them. Yeah, so essentially what they're saying is that would be a gold record. This is a weird way to say that because you would say the R- they're saying that 1,500 song or video streams is equivalent to 10 track sales or one album sale. So if like the whole album had been streamed 1,500 times, they're counting that as uh, um, one album sale or or 10 individual track sales. Does that but make wouldn't sense? wouldn't that be $2 million? No, that'd be 136,000 or 132,000. So you're not at, you got to be at 500,000 to be gold and a million to be. Now, keep in mind, that's one song. Yeah, exactly. If we add up the whole record, you're right. I don't see how it's not gold because you just add that. Well, it is gold. It is gold. I'm I'm wondering, I'm wondering how they don't have a platinum record. Anyway, I thought this record was platinum, by the way. Because a bunch of people stole this in the 2000s. Check it out. Well, I mean, surely we've got to know if it's platinum. I mean, I right. just saw, I just saw that it was certified gold. So, okay. So on Sierra's Wikipedia page, it says huh? that uh, uh, that this song is certified platinum. Can a can oh, a track certainly. be certified platinum? Yes, it can. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry, that's mm-hmm. my bad. Then sorry. Yep. Yeah. So it's. Oh yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. So it, so this song was platinum. That makes sense. For it to have that many streams, I would be shocked if it also didn't have a ton of sales in the two thousands. Oh, um, and and in 2019, Homesick, the album went platinum in in September of 2019. Two, so it is ago. a platinum record. Yeah. Okay. As yeah. of now, it wasn't. It took a while to get there, but it got there eventually. Yeah, it got the, the gold pretty quick. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so and the song, cool. the two so tracks cool, after your record being 10 years old, it'd be like, oh, and by the way, guys, 10 years. Here's your plaque. We're sending you a platinum record plaque. You have to pay for it, but it's yours. <laughs> I think it'd be more. Is that yeah? You do. I think it's more rewarding though. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. I mean, you just have to pay for the. That's a data. That's kind of the style of the band, right? To kind of grind it out to get to a million instead of. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, Yeah, so the two those two songs are certified gold, and yeah, the album certified platinum. Yeah, that's um, that's cool though. I love that when a a non single track. The other song that's like that uh, is. Like Third Eye Blind, um, what's the song? Motorcycle Drive By. Oh, That's yeah. like the song that like everyone loves. Yeah. It's such an amazing song. And for it to have never been a single or, you know, and somehow it's the one that everyone kind of like that is kind of a definitive uh song for them. And it's and it is like the first time you hear it, you go, How was this not of like all those singles from that record? <laughs> You're like, how did this this is the best song on the record? Uh, which is saying a lot, but uh, yeah, that's cool. I'm into it. I think it's, I think you're right. It's the double whammy of the uh, <laughs> Sacred Heart. The double whammy. And uh, what was the what's the other one? Sacred Heart and um, and um, mixtape must mixtape must. Yeah, I I love it. That's a perfect uh, perfect description. And exactly like I said, it makes me want to start the record over again, which is 
a great thing to do at the end of your record. Um, uh, so, okay, let's go to lasting impressions. Kyle, I really feel like you're the only one that gets to answer some of these, but I think okay. we can all answer at least the first one. Does it hold up? Uh, which is kind of weird, even though Chris and I are more recent listeners to it. Um, Kyle, why don't you go first since you've actually liked them for longer? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I think the fact that you guys even enjoyed this at all proves that it does hold up, but I, I, it absolutely does for me. I mentioned it a few times during this, like it's this special time capsule. This is before they recorded this before they were gigantic. Yes. They had a buzz around them, but like they didn't have 200 million streams on a song, you know, like you can hear it in, in almost every song, this cautious optimism and like, you know, also uncertainty. And I, 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 I mean, I can't remove nostalgia from it, but I think it absolutely holds up. I think the hooks are still great. Uh, I think he becomes a better songwriter, but like this is the beginning of that, and I think it holds up. Chris? Dude, very well said. Um, it It's kind of a perfect picture of that time in music, and it... it now, I will say, though, the, the production... I don't want to call it yeah. rough, but it, yep. it, it, that's the least holdy uppy part. It's it it's very. Uh, Blake mentioned a few things about cutting it up and everything. It's a it's a little uh, some compression. Yeah, there's some there's <laughs> some like, but I don't even know if they weren't trying to hide it either. I mean, I don't. Yeah. It's like no, there's some no, stuff that's no, very robo cutty thing, but I almost yeah. think they did it on purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the only part for me that kind of dates big, it a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah. but it's, uh, yeah, all these songs made me regret not going to see them when they were in Austin a few weeks ago. Yeah. I think Kyle nailed it when he said that if it didn't hold up, we wouldn't have liked it as much yeah. as we, or been as surprised as we were about it coming into it, listening into 2022, uh, 13 years, almost 14 years. Cause this came out early 2009. So, uh, you know, that, I think that's right. So I think that does make it hold up, but it does have a dated quality to it because you know this sounds like the 2000s or 2009 or something. Yeah. So it doesn't hold up in the sense that like I don't think a new band's going to come out right now that sounds like this and be as popular as this band is, if that makes sense, you know, just like yeah. genre-wise. But so in that way, it's, you know, I can tell when it's from, but that doesn't mean dated isn't negative necessarily. Uh, it's just I can tell which decade this was recorded in. Um, but yeah, I was surprised. So I, I, I think that that means it holds up, uh, even though I don't have the opinion of having listened to it 13 years ago. And then again, now, uh, to right. really see if my, how did I feel then versus now? And Kyle, you're really the only one that has that feeling, but I, I think that I'm, I, I should definitely, this makes me want to check out other stuff and, are you going to let me make a playlist for yeah, you? Yeah, no, I really want you to do okay, it because, cool. A, I like your recommendations. You know yeah. me very well at this point, so I know you're going to send me down the right path because I can see how if I just try to go through the albums, I'm going to get taken out of it by yeah. screaming a lot, probably. And Well, the pop stuff that he writes from here on out is even... Yeah. Is Give it to me. Some, Give me the playlist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, make it for me. Um, you can even make it in Apple Music and I'll translate it to Spotify if you Ooh. don't want to take the time. Uh, yeah, what about is it their best album, Kyle? I think you're probably the only person that can answer this, but give us give us a shot. You know, it may be, it may be my favorite. It may hold the um, a special place in my heart, but I don't think it's their best. The next one 
is killer. Common courtesy is killer. So what, what follows this is what separates me from you then common courtesy. And, uh, is that bad vibrations bad, after that? Yeah. Three year is break, that right? bad vibrations. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and most recent. Yeah. The mo and the most recent is, uh, you're welcome. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Brand. I'm I'm a fan of this band, dude. So like, and I think that in ways they get better at at writing uh, more pop e songs, popish songs, pop oriented songs. Not sure how to say that, but like, uh, they get better in that way for me. And because I love that kind of music, uh, I would say no. I think their next two records are better than this one. But I, ah, I'll wait for the next question. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, well, let's just go to you on that one, too, since you're going to be the expert there. Is like, uh, you know, is it their most important album? It's got to be. Like, yeah. I feel like it has to be. It, it blew them up. And I think also you just look at the, again, stream count is a great way to tell if it's their most important album. Because it, it kind of does, popularity does matter when we're talking about importance, I think, a right, lot of absolutely. times. Yep. Uh, that's how you get money and, to do more albums. And right. Do more yeah, and, and so, and that's how you, absolutely. Exactly. All of that really matters. It doesn't, your most popular record doesn't mean it's your best record, but it often, more often correlates with it being important because it launches you into uh, a, a different level that you, you know, probably you weren't paying you're not playing arenas without yep. the album, right? Uh, without a couple tracks that have, you know, almost 400 million streams <laughs> between the two yeah. tracks that are on this record. So, which I did read a thing. I'm like still digging through stuff. And it like they did release this, that last track as a single in 2014. It sounds like probably for like a reissue of it, I'm guessing yeah. on there. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't just cause they released it to radio doesn't mean it got play, but, um, yeah, I think those questions are interesting on a, on an episode where two of us didn't uh, listen to the band before. This is going to be also fun. Uh, Desert Island songs for awards. Two or three of your favorites. I feel like we, Chris and I should go first on this one because yeah. I think mm. Kyle, uh, we don't want to just steal from Kyle. Uh, Chris, let's hear from you. Uh, for me, it's My Life for Hire. I'm made of wax, Larry. What are you made of? And another song about the weekend Oof. i think Oof. i'm last track if it means a lot to you my life for hire and i want to say i think have faith in me might be my third one but it's pretty close with a couple other ones kyle i'm gonna split the difference on you guys Kay. and go <laughs> uh <sighs> I have I have like six of them starred. It was uh, hard for me, which is weird for yeah, an album no, I've only listened to for yeah, the last I'm, couple yeah, weeks. No. I'm no, gonna go another song about the weekend. Have faith in me, and downfall of us all. Okay, the mouth Ooh. guitar man. That, it's a good right? opening track. Da, 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 da. That's da. how you. I think that's how you know a finding emo podcast album is one to listen to is when we totally we spread when we're we kind of all that, over the place like spread around. Yeah did and and for it to be hard for me to normally it, if there's a new album for me that i haven't listened to that we do on this podcast normally it's hard for me to sometimes get to three songs because i'm like totally. i feel, don't feel like i'm familiar enough yeah. with this album to like pick three desert island songs or whatever but um i already put a couple tracks on this on playlist like because i was yeah. like this is, that's so, a good song i'm so excited for blake dude like <laughs> 
the songs that you're gonna hear after this like you're gonna love i mean like you are gonna it's all the things all the things you really like about this band with the things that you don't like like start to start fade fade away a little as they get older oh you're gonna love it man you're gonna love what i need what i need is um the technology they're using at abbey road to like strip out the multi-track stuff and remix (laughs) the beatles stuff so that he can actually like separate stuff that got bounced down it's george martin's son that's doing it you know they've like slowly been releasing these albums i need that so i can strip screaming out yeah, and then yeah, yeah. and like totally be 100 percent in uh that's i need the technology i'll see if uh mr martin just is like will let me borrow that is it on a usb key probably not um well uh what about nobody's perfect kyle do you have an opinion you know i don't think i want to take anything off of this record I do think, Chris, you thought it was it was it New Jersey Legion Iced Tea? Is that the one that you thought was uh, just okay? That I was like that on that song. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe that one. But honestly, like it's not bad. It's just not as good as the rest. Yeah, and keep in mind the technical is what's the worst song on this album. We don't say you have to kick it off. Yeah, like yeah, that's true. It even just like subjectively what you think is the worst. Um, yeah, that, I mean, it's probably so that's, that's probably fair. the one that hits me uh, it, it, the least in my sensibilities, you know? I agree. Chris, are you on the same one? Same. Or? Yeah. Yep. So I think we all agree. That would be the one we'd kick off. And, you know, like I said, I, I complain about screaming, but the specific what's the worst song on the album. So I'm not just going to complain about a, a thing uh, on the album. Uh, what about Growing Out of Shower? Uh, I don't feel like I can answer it. <laughs> because I've only been listening to this band for two weeks. But uh, Chris, do you have one? Well, I, I listened to this record about three or four times all the way through. And then like, you know, a few times, just like, uh, you know, a few opening tracks and a few closing tracks, like on my ride home from work. But I don't think another song about the weekend quite hit me the first time. Um, Cause I was anticipating if it means a lot to you. And it was, I think it was my third lesson where I really, that one really jumped out at me. So for me, it was that one. Um, I definitely, after my first listen, wouldn't have put it on my list of my favorite songs, but um, ended up there, didn't it? <laughs> Kyle, what about you? I'm going to, I'm going to pull the, the, the cop out answer and say the whole record in that when I first heard it, I knew that I liked it. I didn't know that I would love it. And, and I do, you know, like it just, the more that I listen to it, like I said, I was, I had a 50 minute commute every day and I listened to this record hundreds of times, just front to back and fell in love with it. So, um, I didn't know when I first heard it, the screaming that, that and that's, I, I don't, I, I know we talk all the time about how not all of us are like screaming dudes or like, which is hardcore. weird that we host this podcast and it, it none is. of us are big it, into the screaming. Cause I realized it was a big part of that decade. And I feel a little bit like we do a disservice sometimes, but I'm like, it, we can't help what we like. Hey man, here's the deal. Haley Williams says everything is emo. So what, who cares about, we don't have to do screamo if we don't want to, but amen. I'm just saying emo, uh, or emo. I'm just saying that like, None of us, I think there's layers to the way that we don't like Screamo, right? We played with hundreds of terrible Screamo bands. It was also the death of a genre, the beginning of a death of a genre that we all loved. 
thankfully it's come back. Right. But like, we didn't know that was happening. And so all these screamo bands were taking over. So when I first heard this, I didn't think I would, I could love it. And I absolutely do. So I'm going with the whole record. Uh, that's fine. This is one third year podcasting. Yeah. Did you want? Yeah. Do whatever you want. And I will. <laughs> well, I think that does it for yeah. us. For this episode, uh, I enjoyed this record a lot more than I thought I would, honestly, going into it. I just, uh, I really thought I was going to be crapping all over this and complaining. And uh, I was very surprised. And I'm, I'm always happy to be wrong, surprised, uh, be forced to listen to something that I wouldn't normally. And so things are great. Good, uh, a good experience for me. And I'm excited about the playlist, Kyle. Kyle, when you share the playlist... Uh, I'm going to put it in the show notes. So okay. uh, oh, I, like uh, I feel yeah. like that way. So make, yeah, make, give me, give me at least an Apple music and I'll create a Spotify one. We'll put them both in there in case you're like me and also was not a big data remember fan before, but I'm going to start listening to some other tracks and some albums. Uh, Cause it's pretty good. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear as per the normal request, consider giving us a review on whatever you're listening on, especially if it's the old Apple podcast app. Uh, please subscribe. So those episodes show up when they release. Uh, we'll try to keep on our normal two week uh, track for these episodes. And then we're doing snacks on Fridays. We missed a couple weeks. We've been, I didn't have a voice last week at all. It just was basically gone. Uh, my kids were cracking up at me trying to sing in the car. Um, yeah, dude, my I thought mom I was faking totally it. It was totally gone. My mom, my mom literally on like last Friday just texted me no snack question mark. And I was like, what is she? Talking? Oh, <laughs> I was like, no, we're busy. We're, we're old men. Give us a break. We need a week off. <laughs> I were, I, yeah. Yeah. So I've got to get to Thanksgiving and then I'll be good. So anyway, right. we'll get back on the snacks. Uh, and you can always send us comments, disagreements, suggestions to info at finding uh, or you can find us on, uh, Twitter. Do we have a blue check mark yet, Chris? On Twitter, that'll be eight. We paying eight bucks a month for it. I didn't even think to do that. That's I, hilarious. I absolutely will invest. Uh, all the we make about we make about fifty, sixty grand a month off advertising on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, right. Totally. So, divest some of that. Throw into, some of that. We'll throw uh, eight bucks a month into the verification check. <laughs> yeah, it's it took a year for us just to get that account unfrozen for being fraud for some reason. They I know thought I don't want to we rock were... the boat. They may be like, wait, you shouldn't even be here. <laughs> Kick us off again. <laughs> Uh, anyone come chat with us on any of those things uh, we love uh, to hear comments and suggestions uh, we I do add them to a list I literally have a spreadsheet I when if you suggest an album I throw it on that spreadsheet whether I've listened to it or not uh, and hopefully we'll get to them all eventually we might be 60 years old at that point but we'll, we'll see what, what happens uh, we will catch you next time 